You're listening to Trucking 101, Surviving Your First Year. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello, and welcome to Trucking 101, Surviving Your First Year. My name is Rick, and beside me is my beautiful wife, Melissa. She always changes that word when she writes it down, but she fits every description. (laughs) Today's episode is all about building relationships. Building relationships is important in every aspect of your life. The simplest way to explain it is, you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. This philosophy works the majority of the time. If you try to build relationships with someone and they don't reciprocate, that just tells you they aren't the type of people you want in your life, and you should move on. Most of the time it is beneficial to both parties. Today we will be sharing examples of building relationships and the benefits. We'll be talking with with Edward Prince and Russ and Rebecca. Morgan. Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I drew a complete blank. But first, uh, Rick and I are going to share our example of the benefits of building relationships. The biggest example we have of the benefits of building relationships is a story that went on with our dispatchers. We went through two dispatchers before uh, we found or were assigned to a dispatcher that understood the value of building relationships. And we did our part. We did everything that he needed us to do. And when we came up on a situation where we weren't happy and we needed to change, he did his his part and put us in, in a better situation. What had happened was we went from the general board Taking, taking anything that they had for us, jumping all over the place, was we went to a dedicated Conway run. Um, and we got assigned to a different dispatcher because they just had the one dispatcher for all the Conway runs. So we left that other dispatcher that hooked us up with the Conway run, even though we really liked him, and hooked up with the Conway dispatcher. And he was the same type of guy. He understood the value of relationships. So we did our part, once again, doing everything we were supposed to do, everything that he needed us to do, and it worked out in our favor again. We ran loads in the north, even though that was not particularly our favorite area of the country to run, but that's where they needed us at the time. So we did that for a little over a year, and then when we told him that we were moving down south, he found us a run down south which was the most gravy run we had ever been on, taking up in California, taking it all the way to Charlotte, North Carolina. 22,000 miles a month, loads of money, got by our house in Arizona every week, uh, got to visit family because they were on our route, got to go to NASCAR races because we're big fans. There's a lot of NASCAR tracks on that route. I mean, it was just uh, our favorite run. The only reason we left it was because we wanted to move forward with our business, and we couldn't do that anymore on that run. We had to, we had to. With that company. With that company, yeah. So we had to. We didn't have to leave, but we we felt like we needed to leave. And you want to tell them the story about uh, the other part of that relationship, our blown engine. <laughs> yeah, actually, when our uh, 
dispatcher that, that got us on the run, the, the dispatcher for a Conway run, we were on that run for probably about six months. We were just running wherever he needed help. And we, we never told him no and, and, you know, never complained about the runs. And, and we, we were getting all the crappy runs going into uh, 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 New Jersey and, and, and off into the snow and stuff like that. And like I said, we, we did one for a year that was in the north going from uh, Colorado to Washington. Uh, basically, Denver, Colorado to uh, to to Washington, Pasco, Washington State, Washington State. Yeah, and uh, before we started on the one in Pasco, we had a major breakdown with our with our truck. We'd been with him for I don't know somewhere between three and six months. I can't really remember now exactly how long it was, and our engine exploded, and we had to get it rebuilt, and we were down for three weeks, and we came back and. Uh, he said, sorry, guys, I don't have anything for you right now, but I can hook you up with another dispatcher that has some runs that it doesn't pay as well as uh, the ones that, uh, that I have. So we said, okay, well, see what you can do. We needed, you know, we needed to get going again. We, we had to pay for this, uh, the end frame on this, this engine that blew up. But he called us back the next day, and while he didn't say this, I think what he, what he realized when he sat back and thought about it was that, that, that we were good at what we did, and we did the things that he asked us to do without complaint. And so he called back and he said, uh, actually, I have found a run for you. And that was the, the uh, northern run going from, from Denver to, to uh, Pasco, Washington. And uh, a few months into it, you know, we knew we didn't want to stick with it. We weren't about to tell him that we didn't want to stay there. We knew we wanted to move into the, the Phoenix area. So we told him that in the spring, we're going to move to Phoenix. And uh, springtime came rolling around, and we told him we had uh, got a place to live, and we're moving to Phoenix. And, and uh, he asked if we would talk to a, another truck and let them know what we thought about the run we just finished doing, which we did. And he set us up on the uh, Charlotte to, uh, to California run. And the rest, as they say, is history. And I do not think we would have uh, got that run from him if it hadn't been for the work we did for him, for the relationship building that we did with him uh, when we first got involved with him and and before the engine blew up. Yeah. Yeah. One tip when it comes to building relationships, if you want to keep a good relationship going, if you need to make a change uh, in the area that you're running, if you happen to be on a dedicated run, don't make the change during the winter because it's very hard to find trucks to run freight during the winter, especially in bad areas of the country. So if you want to keep the relationship going, stick it out through the winter, and if you need to make a change, you make it when the weather improves. That way they can find somebody else. It's easier to do it, to put somebody on when the weather is good. They have, they, I, they, nobody's ever said this to me, but I'm sure that they do not like trying to find somebody to run the freight during the winter, and I know it's difficult because a lot of people take the winter off. Okay, so we have some special guests tonight, like Rick said. Uh, first people we are going to bring on is Russ and Becky Morgan, and they're going to give us some examples about uh, the benefits of building relationships. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Doing good. How you doing? Uh, we're doing awesome. Um, I guess I'm going to go first, if that's okay with Becky. Um, anyway, uh, my relationship story, um, 
we have um, yeah, we have yards all over the country, and um, uh, most of them have shops in them. And um, the uh, some of them are good, and some of them are bad. And I've got a shop that I use that I like to use over in uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And uh, I built uh, one heck of a relationship there. I can go in there uh, with just about any problem, and the guys on uh, the evening, kind of evening late night shift, will bend over ba- absolutely backwards uh, to fix my truck. Um, but how this the whole thing started is um, I, I went moseying over to the shop and I was playing with the dog, and I let the uh, I left my Labrador outside while I went into the shop and they're like, Oh no, bring the dog in. So ever since then, uh, now I go over to the shop. I found out they like beef jerky and what have you, but I, I pull in there with turbo problems when none of our other shops, if you have a major problem, they want to sit, they don't want to deal with you. Uh, they want you to go a freight liner or somewhere else. But I mean, I pulled in there with turbo problems. I pulled in there with EGR problems. I pulled in there with my AC blown. Um, I pulled in there with, uh, uh, weird stuff. I had some electrical issues, and, and, and they'll fix it, and they will absolutely go out of the way to fix it just because I'll bring my dog uh, and bring them some beef jerky over there to play with them. Uh, they'll do anything in the world for me. And like I said, it's just you know, it's just something that simple as me bringing my dog into the shop, and uh, every now and then I'll bring them some beef jerky. It, but uh, from just doing that little simple thing there, uh, I can wander into that shop, and like I said, they'll do stuff that they're really not supposed to do and get me fixed and get me back on the road. Right, and this is a, a Schneider shop, right? Yes, yes, it's actually a Schneider shop, yes. Right, so as a yep. company driver in your first year, you could find or find out what the good shops are with your company and build a relationship with the shop that you like, and you'll have a, a better experience when it comes to getting work done on your truck. And for those that oh, don't, oh, exactly. Uh, go ahead, Rick. go ahead, Rick. For those that don't don't understand, uh, after I, I bought my truck before Melissa and I left, I had uh, free oil changes, like I don't know, five or six free oil changes, and and I was so turned off by the mechanics that, that that put my truck together and that I had dealt with as a company driver. I never used those free oil changes. I never went back into those places. And every single time I, I went in there, I had a hard, you know, I wouldn't let them touch my truck. If they if they if I went in for an inspection or something like that and they said, you've got a problem, I would take it out of the shop and take it someplace else and get it fixed. Because, the, you know, I never took the time to build a relationship with, with them, but at the same time, the mechanics that I ran into at, at at the place I was working were not people that would be interested in, in in talking to you, no matter what you brought to them. Well, yeah, you don't know because you never tried to build a relationship <laughs> and that's with true. them. That's and true. We, I realized that as I was talking. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's an example. Maybe if you don't have a relationship with your shop, uh, you could have that bad experience because they don't feel like you know you're connected or they know you or they owe you anything. We actually know of another set of drivers. They don't work for them now, but they used to. They were company drivers, and they left shop over in Denver at the Denver terminal. They had a great relationship with the mechanics there, and they always took their truck there and had a, a, a good experience. So it, it's all based on how you build the relationship, what kind of experience you have. Yeah. Oh, oh, exactly. You know, and I mean, I always go in 
uh, you know, laughing and joking and carrying on and, you know, and having a good time. And, and you know, even though my, you know, uh, I mean, I pulled in there with the uh, one time with the, <coughs> excuse me, with a hellacious turbo problem. And, um, you know, what else I going to do about it? But, you know, I went in there, cracked a few jokes. Hey, guys, look, can y'all help me out here? And I was really expecting to get turned away, but, you know, I had kind of built that relationship, and they weren't supposed to do the work that they did, but they did, you know. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, my whole little attitude of going in there, uh, bringing the dog in there, you know, laughing and joking with them. And I, now I can go into another shop uh, over there where y'all met us the other day over in Dallas, and uh, it's, uh, you know, I've tried building this relationship there. At one time I had a good relationship there with uh, some of the mechanics. But now they've completely changed things. They uh, they won't even hardly they, you know they won't even hardly look at my truck. And I've tried, and yeah, that's just one of the places that you know what. Uh, if I have to have something done and it's something simple that I can't or you know something fairly simple, something that I can't get to, but maybe need them to get to, yeah, I'll let them do the truck. But uh, for the most part, um, if it can wait till my truck gets over to. Uh, um, the Carlisle Yard, that's where I go now, and, you know, and wait for those guys uh, on the evening shift to do it. You know, um, I'll make a special point to get over there, even, you know, hold off on booking loads, whatever, just so those guys can work on my truck. And, you know, and uh, you know, like I said, in return, I mean, it, you know, it doesn't kill me. I mean, I go and uh, I know where there's some uh, absolutely awesome big turkey made uh, over in Ohio, and, I, you know, I'll pick up a pound of it. And bring it to them, and that's that's their thing over there. Is these guys have an addiction to beef jerky, and it keeps them happy. It keeps me and my truck happy, and um, it, you know uh, everything is uh, uh, beautiful. Yeah, that's a, another important aspect of building relationships. Because you said you have a problem with the Dallas shop, even though you've tried. Sometimes, if you try to build a relationship with uh, anybody, a dispatcher, like we had two dis- dispatchers that just absolutely weren't cooperative. So we moved on to another dispatcher until we found one that meshed with us and understood, you know, what we understood. So sometimes when you try to build a relationship with somebody, they don't reciprocate. So you just need to move on. I mean, if if they're not willing to work with you, you need to find somebody else that is. Yep. Yep, exactly. And I think Becky's got a story. Uh Uh-oh. Where'd she go? Oh, I'm right here. She's oh, here. yeah. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, we have, um, we were at Russ's uh, Million Mile Banquet last night, and it brought up to mind our story. We have always believed that the dispatchers that you work with, whether you're company or owner-operator, are almost partners in your business, and you need to treat them as such. And as a new driver, you will hear people talk about how bad dispatchers are or uh, any number of things. And people used to make fun of Russ and I. Why? Because we would build those relationships with uh, our dispatchers because they're the ones that are going to look out for you and your paycheck while you're out here on the road. Um, We came in to being owner-operators in 2006, and we have the same uh, ICA that we did when we came on board in 2006. Why? Because we built that relationship. Uh, Even the people that have moved on to other positions, 
when we walk in the door, they call us by name. Uh, it's it's just a totally different uh, feeling than if you treat somebody like, well, like you don't want to be there and you don't want them there either. But we've done different things. We recognize people's birthday. We would send them cookies at Christmas. And people would make fun of that. I'm like, well, what is what have you done? This is a two-way relationship, not a one-way relationship. And then you're going to be the first one to cry when they don't have your back. Well, you have to have their back for them to feel like they need to have yours. And so relationships can be built all the way around. But like Melissa said, if you've got somebody that just refuses to be a part of that, then you need to move on. And we did that as company drivers. We were uh, transferred to another uh, dispatcher after ours uh, left. And he, he wasn't a bad guy. He didn't do anything wrong, didn't do anything bad. But he was one of those that uh, a brick almost has more personality. <laughs> and so and so we, you know, worked with him, tried to work with him for a little bit, and then realized that's not going to work, and we moved on. Again, nothing to do with him. But when we moved, we were able to build a relationship with a guy who was absolutely phenomenal and who we uh, still keep in contact with to this day. So... You never know where those relationships are going to take you. You never know when somebody else is going to move on to maybe a different company and uh, takes you along for the ride, you know, for a better opportunity because they like the relationship that you had built. So you you just don't know where these things are going to go, and that's why you should always try to build those bridges. Yep, it's... uh as as far as the uh you know the dispatchers go uh what you were talking about that they control what's going on uh, it reminds me of a story when I was a trainer with uh, Warner uh, my train I I picked up my Qualcomm to do something and I saw a message that my uh, trainee had sent to the dispatcher and it it was kind of a flip <laughs> deal that she had sent to him and she was just joking and she wasn't doing anything to really uh, she wasn't trying to upset him. Yeah, she wasn't trying to upset him, but I just didn't like the fact that she was sending a message like that to the guy that was, you know, taking care of my bread and butter. And I, I just told her, I said, you can't talk to this guy like that. You know, this guy is the one who, who does everything for this truck, and you have to show him respect. And, and, you know, if you're talking to him in person where he can see your face and know that you're joking, that's fine. But when you're talking to him over a Qualcomm, You've got to be nothing but business. Do not do anything that's going to make that guy mad or make him feel you're giving him a hard time or making fun of him is what it sounded like, you know. And and uh, you know, I was serious about it. You know, I'd built a relationship with the, the the first dispatcher I had, and it wasn't a good relationship. It was just a relationship that kept me going every day for for quite a while. And I didn't want you know something like that to be messed up because it is. It's you know the, the dispatchers. They they really control your life, you know, or, or they can control your life. Usually it's in a good way, but they can certainly control it in a bad way. I heard the stories from guys when I was out there, and I'm sure you've heard them, you know, with your Snyder guys where somebody makes their dispatcher mad and they'll starve you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they can. Yeah. 
They can't okay. but that relationship uh, also I'll, oh, go ahead. Nope, you go ahead. I was going to say that relationship, though, at the same time, if you have a problem, and I always tell new people, when you first get your dispatcher, try to get them to route you to that terminal. So you can sit down and have a face-to-face meeting first. And it's always better than to kind of lay out what you will do for them and what you expect of them. And because good relationships are built on sound foundations. I mean, they can't help you if if they have no idea what you expect. Um, They may not even know that they're not meeting your expectations if you haven't laid those out. So it's always good. If you get somebody new, get a load, get through there, sit down, buy them a Coke, and get to know them face-to-face, not just as some blank thing over the Qualcomm or some just voice on the phone that you've never met. Yeah, uh, Rick did that with his uh, first dispatcher, and that's actually when he decided that he didn't like him. Now, it took him a while to actually move on from that relationship because, you know, he, did, he tried a little too long, but, you know, he was still trying. He eventually did did give up on the guy because he just wasn't, you know, our type of guy, and we moved on to another dispatcher. Same deal there. I think they were friends or something. <laughs> and then our third dispatcher, finally we had a great great relationship with that guy he was a great guy um got us great loads we ended up running into some problems for some reason and he hooked us up with the conway dispatcher so well what what happened was was what uh what you're talking about becky the uh we we talked to the guy we had uh difficulties uh they were giving us heavy loads they were live loads yeah we, yeah we were live loading and unloading and heavy. and then picking up you know i mean Literally three-quarters of our loads were heavy, and finally, you know, just got on the Qualcomm. I wanted everything to be on the table. I never got a chance to meet this guy, and I just told him. I said, this, these heavy loads are destroying my truck, and we're just not going to. I don't like gonna, them either. Yeah, don't like them. Uh, the, the, the one I was on in particular, I said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what. Th- these are the heaviest of the loads. It was a Walmart load, and I'll finish that load because I don't want to get you in trouble, but next time I'm going to turn it down. You know, I'm not going to pull that heavy Walmart load that had to go up some 30-mile incline in Arizona in order to, to get within 75 miles of the place, you know. But once he realized what I wanted, he started working with me, and that's how we actually ended up on that uh, dedicated run uh-huh. was because of telling him, that, you know, we didn't want the heavy loads and we didn't want to constantly be uh, uh, live-loaded and, yeah. and, and stuff, you know. So we we did exactly what you're talking about. You know, we we talked to him over the Qualcomm. Never got a chance to meet him because he he got us on that dedicated run. He realized he wasn't going to be able to keep his keep his weight like we wanted to be, or even close. So he yeah. got us on that that weight run. You know. Yeah, and the same thing works uh, when you're a company driver. Uh, first, you have to you have to build your own reputation. You want to meet your dispatcher, and you want to develop a rapport with them, and you want to be responsible and uh dependable and when they know that you're there you're the type of driver that they can count on if there's some things that you don't like that's when you want to voice your concerns after you've already built your reputation you don't want to go right in <laughs> first week on the job and start talking about heavy loads going in the mountains and stuff like that that is not going to work out you do have to pay your dues yeah oh yeah most definitely have to pay your dues i know we have uh We've all definitely paid our dues in and out of here. Um, 
And you know what? I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's, it's, it's I had a point, it's, and it's hard, to, it's hard to figure out, you know, how how long you have to pay your dues because if you if you, if you make a mistake, you know, you can still not build a relationship and end up destroying a relationship. So you have to make sure that you have paid your dues because you're right. We all have to. We all have paid our dues. We all have to pay our dues. And you know, in order to get you know somebody to do what you want, you got to make sure you're talking to a guy you have definitely built a relationship with. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Oh, yeah, you guys definitely. have any other uh, examples? Have any other examples for about uh, building relationships? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I wish I could remember the the story about the uh, the one I had with the student, but. That you'd reminded me of the other day. I still hadn't been able to think of that one, but I think we pretty well uh, uh, covered it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we are gonna go ahead, Becky. No, I was just gonna say no. I think I think we I think that's it. Okay. Okay. All right. All we're right. we're Thank gonna. You. Thank you very yeah. much for your time. We'll we'll talk to you on another show. Okay. Okay. We are gonna move on to our. Next guest, or actually next and final guest, all of a sudden I'm stuttering. Sorry about that. Edward Prince is coming on to talk about building relationships. Hi, Edward. How are you doing? I'm good, guys. Rick, Melissa, how are you guys doing? Doing well. That's awesome. That's so awesome. What's yeah. What's that? Go ahead. I was just going to ask you, what's your story about the benefits of building relationships? Well, you know, I was thinking about that. Uh, I don't really have any big stories. I, it's a bunch of little stories because it's all about the little things. And and but I will tell you, you know, as you know, I was uh, just coming from the truck show this week, and uh, we're at the parking lot where we to uh, truck, and we you know we get together for for uh, you know hanging out, tailgating, serving food, all that kind of stuff. And so I go, and what we're we're parked near where the entry and exit gate is, and there's a security guard. Now they have security guards working there, and this is the second year for that. And so I go and introduce myself to the security guard, you know, and that's all about me trying to build a relationship. And you know, the, he whips out a business card. He's got a business card. He's an employee of a security uh, company, and he gives me his business card. It's just got his first name and his cell phone number, but it's got his company name. And he's like, hey, if there's anything you guys need or if there's anything happens, just give me a call. And I'm like, well, here, here's my business card. If something happens and, and while we're gone, you know, and you're here, you know, let us know so we can hurry back. Or, or if, you know, you guys need us to move or anything. He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And I thought that was really just like you're talking about with, with earlier with a company drivers building relationships. You know, it's just as important, even though, you're an employee of a company. You're representing that company, but you're representing yourself. And uh, so I, now I have the uh, contact information for his company that he works for, and uh, and I just I just fired off an email with him earlier today, uh, talking about how great he he uh, did a job, you know, did a great job, and and how we appreciated his help, and he did, and and how we want to see him back, and and uh, that's gonna that's gonna help him out in his business. I know that, and I, and I thought that was awesome. Hey, Ed, I don't know if you can do anything about this. You're breaking up a little bit. Um, 
We don't even know if it's uh, no, I actually asked, breaking no, up. No, I asked for us. It sounds a little choppy. Do you oh, have your radio kind of choppy. Yeah, Actually, I think there's an echo on the phone Yeah, we're, line. Getting, a, we're getting some feedback. We can hear oh, our okay. own voices coming through your... Well, oh, that we'll must just, be the connection we'll then. Okay, we'll just keep going because we can understand what you're saying. It's just got a little feedback to it. We'll just keep going. Oh, okay. It's not like... It's not like... Yeah, so... Yeah, that first story that was great about the security guard. That's awesome. What else you got? Well, uh, one of my stories that I did is is I uh, I I tried to uh, help 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 do the, go the extra mile, and it helps build relationships. You know, when they when when a problem arises, and they it's kind of like an oddball thing. I was in picking up a load in Paris, Texas, uh, Campbell Soup. It's really heavy freight. And I went there as about 8:30 at night, so it's be a preloaded trailer. This is uh, when I was contracted with Swift Transportation, and I get there. Well, I give them the trailer, uh, my pickup number, and they're like, "Well, we can't find that, that deal. We don't know what it is. We don't know where that one is." So I'm in the truck waiting, and I see out of the corner of my eye there's a trailer that appears to be not exactly where it's supposed to be. It is sitting on the end of the row, but it is uh leaning severely to where one of the landing gear gave way and uh so I walked back in there and I said uh hey you got a swift trailer sitting out here with the landing gear and it's damaged and I said is that my trailer and they talk, called the boss and he said yeah we're trying to pick up this load and he goes yep that's the one it's the damaged one out there well they immediately wanted to have me sign the bills and then it was my problem and of course, you know, being trying to make sure I'm covered, I said, "Wait a second, let me call the carrier." So I called Swift, and they said, "Well, yeah, we're, it's our problem. We got to send the, uh, people out there to fix it, and and we're and you know we'll be out there in a little while." Well, it was a big mess up, and the trailer ended up falling all the way to the ground. The wrecker messed it up. We had to pick it up, and I said, "Well, let me get under it, and then that way we can get it transloaded." So I. I backed it in with a damaged landing gear, backed it in, got it got it unloaded, and they put it on another trailer. I called Swift. I said, listen, I can't drop this trailer without you guys setting something up. Why if you can cover the load, I'll just bring this trailer back to Dallas. That way we can get it to a shop and get it fixed. And they're like, they're like yeah, that's fine. We, we appreciate that because that, that'll just save us money on having to send another driver out there to get the, to get the trailer because, you know, no other driver is going to want to come up and just get an empty trailer. You can sit in a driver and get a load. That's no, that's no problem. So, so I stayed under it, and it, and the next morning I took it down into the Dallas and dropped it. And I, you know, I mean, next thing you know, I get I get a load anywhere I want. And you know, you you're you just you just get you're on the good list. You know, and that's 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 where you want to be. And that and that and I think that's just, that's just the most important thing. And it's and it's little things like that. That's what it is. Perfect. Well, like I said, it's, I, I just keep on saying it's the little things. It's the little things. You know, you, you make yourself, if, if you're, you know, people say, well, I had a rough morning and uh, I didn't exactly uh, have a, a nice shirt to put on. And this well, this one I had to pull out of the clean laundry bag and I didn't fold it so it's all wrinkled. You know, th- things like that, you know, for, you know, like the uh, first impressions and all that. But even, even if they know you and e- even if you're, uh, ha- you have that good relationship with them, 
Well, you can go in there one day and you have a, you're having a bad day and, and you're, you know, maybe, maybe you forgot to shave or maybe you just, you know, messing up things and you, uh-huh. you don't have, you don't have a pen or you don't have your, your stuff in order. You know, you know, it's still, they still remember that even though, yeah, you know, and, and you might be able to get away with it once, but you're not going to get away with it over and over again, but just because you had a couple of good, good powwows in the, in the beginning. So I just say it, it to me, I found myself losing relationships because I didn't keep up the intensity of, you know, the first week or two. It's, it's, it's always about, like you said, keep it up, keep keeping the relationship. Just like we always talked about before about being a good friend, giving more than you're receiving. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, we got to move on. Yeah, we got to, we do have to move on. You know, it's one of those, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. You know, we got to, and, and, and we got to learn how to do that. But, but, but it's, they're going to move on too if they see you slipping up, even even on the little things, even on the little things. It doesn't matter. That's an excellent point. I talked about moving on when person lets you down, but the same thing can happen if you let them down. They can move on, so you can lose a relationship uh, just the same as you can move on from a relationship. You can be the bad part exactly. of the relationship. Exactly. Yeah. They. You know. Sometimes you always think about who's the who's the worst person in the relationship and sometimes if you can't find the worst person in the relationship then you are the worst person in the relationship. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's great stuff Ed. Um we do have a little bit of the echo on the line. So try not to talk as much as possible. If you have anything else you want to wrap it up, go ahead and do that and then we'll we'll move on to try to get this echo off the line. It only happens well, when I talk, I, so. I got you. Well, well I just want to say that, that not just doing your job is part of building relationships. Like I said, I was at the truck show, and people say, well, you go to the truck show, and you look at all the fancy trucks, and, you you know, you get all the free pins and stuff. No, it's, it's going to the truck show is just as much as building relationships as anything else. And that's don't, – don't think that just because you're not working as, as far as driving the truck that you're not building relationships because it's all part of it. That's that's all I gotta add to that. Okay. Excellent stuff, Ed. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you on another show. Thanks, no Ed. problem. Thank you. See y'all later. Bye. Okay. Sorry about the quality on that one, but it happens. We're drivers. We're out on the road. We're taking a break from our work life to help you guys out because that's what we want to do. And sometimes you get in an area with a bad signal. It happens. Uh, but, uh, to share another story about building relationships, uh, it's a little more geared toward the owner operator side, but some of you may be thinking about doing that already, even though you're only in your first year, it's entirely possible. Uh, Rick and I moved on to Landstar as owner operators. We've been at Landstar for almost two years and, uh, we were with Landstar for probably about five months. Yeah, it was about five months, and I found a dedicated run that I thought was really sweet, and it really was. It, it paid good, and the loads were light. It did go into an area that could possibly have bad weather, uh, but that ended up not being the factor, but we got lucky on that one. So we started on this dedicated run, pulling uh, loads from Kansas to Washington State, going back empty. Nice and light, great fuel mileage, paid great. And uh, we didn't have to work very hard to build the relationship because it was just so easy and we were so happy pulling the freight. Uh, 
but we ended up building the relationship anyways. We were, we were really nice to uh, the agents, which are basically dispatchers for you uh, when you move on to being an owner-operator and you work for Landstar. The agents is basically a dispatcher. We were... They call themselves. Right, they call themselves agents. Everybody, it's all... Dispatchers. It's all titles, it's all wording, it doesn't really matter, it all means the same thing. Mm -hmm. So we were really nice to them, uh, emailed back and forth, talked on a friendly level, sent them Christmas presents to the office, bought them lunch, just for no reason, just because we were so happy with everything that was going on and we wanted to show our appreciation. And we ended up getting even more money. I mean, I thought that the money we were getting on the initial commitment was really good. But then they offered us even more. And, I mean, we, we ended up doing like a triangle from Kansas to Washington to Salt Lake City to Georgia and then back to Kansas and so on and so forth and a triangle like that. And that, oh, my God, the money on that was so good. We ended up doing an entire summer uh, and into the fall with that. Uh, now, it was only temporary. It didn't last very long, but it was good money while it lasted. And if we hadn't have been the friendly type of people that talk to them on the phone and see how it's going and everything and tell them what we were wanting to do, uh, we wouldn't have got that, those votes. So, uh, I mean, that's just one other benefit. I mean, you could apply it to being a company driver because, like we said, if you do your job and you're dependable and everything, you will get the good loads. So, I mean, it may take some time because you do have to pay your dues, but it, it will happen. Building relationships, meeting your dispatcher, remembering their birthday, uh, it, it all pays off in the end. It is hard work, but it does pay off. As a company driver, um, you can build relationships in a lot of different aspects. Your dispatcher, anybody else in your company that you deal with on a regular basis, I don't know, maybe somebody in safety or something like that. Uh, anybody that you can personally meet in your company and have a relationship with is going to be a benefit to you because they'll know you as a person and not just a number on their on their board. So you can build a relationship with people in the office, dispatcher, whoever else. You can build a relationship with the company shop. Get friendly with the, with the mechanics. If they see you as their friend, they'll want to work on your truck and they'll put you ahead of the other guys because they don't care about them. They're not their friend, you know. So that's another benefit. Um, as, a, as a company driver, your options are limited. But uh, basically anybody that you come into contact with, uh, you want to try to build a relationship with them and have a positive uh, interaction with them. Sorry, I lost my go. train of thought. You, <laughs> you want to have a positive interaction with them. So those are our examples on the benefits of building relationships and the downsides of not having a relationship. And we're going to, Rick's going to wrap it up. Well, basically what relationships do is they, they, they make you as a person more comfortable. If you have a, a, a good relationship with, with somebody, it makes you feel good all around. If you have a bad relationship, as we all know, that can also make you feel bad all the way around. So it, it makes your life better if you can develop a good, positive relationship with the people that you come into contact with. And you, when you develop those positive relationships, sometimes you have to ignore some of the things that are going on around you. And it always comes back to this. You, you're, you're clumped in with a lot of bad people. 
and you have to overcome sometimes things that people have done before you. And it's important to remember that. If you want to build a relationship with somebody, and like Melissa was saying, it doesn't make any difference who it is. Maybe the person that you're building a relationship right at the moment is someone that you may never see again, but you don't know if you're going to see them again. So it's better to do it in a positive way, to go ahead and treat the person like you want to be in a relationship with them that's positive, as opposed to someone that you figure you're never going to see again, because it just makes everything easier. And if, those, if, if they've had a bad day or something like that, help them get through it. Give them a smile. Say, you know, you hi have, to them. You actually have a story about that with... Uh one of our dispatchers that ended up having a hard time when they made a change with the logbook. Oh, that's right. Go ahead and tell that story. Yeah, we had a, uh, this was right before we were going to uh, Landstar, and we actually were still kind of hem-hawing about whether or not we wanted to go, because the, the run we were on was good, and our dispatcher was was, was incredible. And uh, when when all the rules changed for, for dispatching, <laughs> Is, uh, he went, he went hours, into a, we'll, we'll tell yeah, you what the, it is. The hours of service changed, and they added a half-hour break, which put a crimp in the dedicated run that we were on because it was really tight. So. Well, yeah, and it, there was another part of that at the time, which has gone away, which is the right. 34-hour reset. Right. And it, we didn't have any problems with it, but apparently everybody else was having problems, and all of a sudden our dispatcher turned into uh, th- this horrible person. And I just called him up and you know, he was giving us some crap on the, on the, over the Qualcomm and uh, was real abrupt. So I just called him up on the phone because I talked to him several times on the phone. We had developed a relationship, and I just said, hey, Tim, you having a bad day? And he just kind of stopped for a second. Yeah, I am. You know, this thing's driving me nuts. And we, we sat there and we talked. We probably talked on the phone for a half hour. I didn't have any answers for him at the time. But I was a, a friendly voice. You were a sounding board. Yeah, for him to, you know, to tell me, you know, the problems that he was having, the problems I knew he was having, you know. And it, it, that, that's what a, a, a relationship's all about. You know, it, it, somebody you can depend on, you know, is on the other end of the phone or is standing there in front of you or whatever it is. And it's a lot easier to do it in a positive way than it, than it would have been to, you know, call him up and go, you know, be somebody I'd, maybe I'd never talked to, but now all of a sudden he's giving me a hard time, and I'm going to call him up and give him a hard time now. I was an owner-operator. I own my own truck. You know, if I don't like what's going on, I can take my truck and go someplace else. You know, if I'm talking to him like that, it's not going to make his day any better, and it's not going to make my life any better either. I'm going to feel pretty uncomfortable having to talk to somebody like that. So it, it all comes down to relationships can be positive or they can be negative. What you want to do is you want to try and make every relationship you come in, 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 in the potential relationship you come into contact with, as positive as you can. It helps your whole life become positive. And part of that is seeing the situation from the other person's point of view. Yes. Try not to get all inside your own head and think that you're the most important person in the world and the world revolves around you. If you want to perpetuate a good relationship, you want to see things from the other person's point of view and try to come to some common ground or at least have a friendly chat about it if, if the other person's in a bad mood. And with that, uh, shall we call it a night? Yeah, this uh, podcast ended up being a little on the shorter side. Uh, really, building relationships 
it's not as hard as it sounds. It's actually very easy. All you got to do is be a good person, be friendly, be, de- be dependable, and and you'll have good relationships with people. And we just wanted to point out the fact that uh, if you if people are telling you that it's pointless and you shouldn't bend over backwards for them to do it for you, that is not true. If you do good things for some people, most people actually, they will come back and do good things for you. Sometimes the people won't, and you have to move on. And sometimes if you're having an off day, you could kill a relationship with somebody else because they didn't like how you how you acted. But it's it's just so simple. You know, we wanted to do this podcast because I've heard all the stories, uh, all the other drivers talking about how it's worthless to build relationships with your dispatcher or your company or anything like that because they don't care a lick about you. Not true. If you take the time to get to know them, they will appreciate that, and they will care about you. They may not care about the other drivers. Why? Because those drivers don't care about them. Um, This is not my words of wisdom. This actually uh, came from... uh, Kevin? No. Last name, Nightingale. I forgot his first name. Anyways, he's a really smart guy, and he's been around for a long time. He's a really smart guy. He says that... uh, people reflect what they see in the world. So if you come up against, if you get involved with people in your job, and you are... Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale, thank you. (laughs) It just popped in my head, and I forgot his his, uh, first name. Anyways, Earl Nightingale, people reflect what they see in the world. So if you come into a situation, uh, and you're not in a good mood, and you're irresponsible and you're not doing things you should do, people are just going to reflect that right back at you. If you don't care, they won't, they won't care. That's right. And the majority of the people don't realize that all they do is just reflect what they see in the world. So if you realize that that's what people do, and you try to put out a positive aura, aura, sorry, if you try to put out a positive aura, people will reflect that back. And they won't even think about it because that's just the way people are. So you educating yourself by listening to this podcast and knowing this, you are way ahead of everybody else. I mean, miles and miles ahead of everybody else. And a good good way to, to practice what we're talking about right now is hold your head up high. When you get out of your truck, or even when you're in your truck, hold your head up high. And get out and, and like when you're walking across the end of the truck stop and you come across other truck drivers, hold your head up high, look them in the eye, smile and say hello, say good morning, you know, no matter what they're doing. If they ignore you, too bad. Just keep practicing that positive way of approaching people. And then when you come to the people that it's really important to approach properly, it'll be something that you do on a regular basis. And that's what we're trying to get across to you is you want to be as positive as you can be and as friendly as you can be so that you can build good relationships with the people that count. You know, so work on the people that, that don't really count, you know, but they do count. I mean, they really do count. Everybody counts. Everybody counts. You know, everything you do means something in, in this world. If you take the time to smile at some guy, maybe someday when you're having a, a, a bad day, someone will will smile and say hello to you. Yeah, and, one thing I wanted to mention, oh, building relationships even extends to driving. If you are rude to people while you're driving down the road, you cut them off or you flip them off, uh, who cares? They may have done something. It doesn't matter. 
you don't know where you're going to see that person next. The majority of the time, you're never going to see them again. But you may be headed to a shipper, and they might be heading to that same shipper because they work there. So can you imagine if you are rude to this person on the road and you guys end up going to the same place? Chances are that's not going to happen, but you <laughs> never know. That's you never it could know. happen. So with that, we're going we're gonna to close this thing out. We're going to remind you that if you have any questions, any topics you want to bring up, anything at all, you want to look us up on Facebook, Trucking 101, and you want to get in touch with Kit. Why am I stuttering? I apologize. You want to get in touch with us through there, and we will answer any questions that you have. And if you want to be on the show, we'll try to work that out and schedule that. There we go. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank good you. night. Thank you for listening.